Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. Happy Tuesday. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. We've got Sarah working behind the scenes, which we always appreciate. Hello, hello. Thanks for being with us. Make sure you smash that like button for us on YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube page. Uh, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And while you're there, make sure you're following or subscribed. All right, we've got a tight 55 minutes to get a lot of show done today. So, so we will do 70 minutes. 70 minutes, exactly. Uh, day two of the Blackhawks scrimmage today. And for once, at least on the score sheet, it wasn't Connor Bedard uh, stealing the show. Yeah. No, I mean, it was it was, it was was good. It was good to see uh, uh, a more condensed roster. Yeah. Felt more like a real game. Uh, you could talk to, you know, talk to a couple players after the game. They said the same thing. It f- felt like you get more into a flow of it. Uh, it was it was good. And much like we said yesterday, the guys that you wanted to look good still looked good. But what was nice was some pleasant surprises uh, with, you know, goal scorers like Marcel Marcel getting on the board twice. You know, as many goals as he has Marcel's. That's right. Um, he had a goal and goal. <laughs> he had a goal goal. And, yeah, Andreas Athanasiu, like – I know it's you know just two scrimmages, but like, did he find his hands? Are his hands here now? They've arrived. Have they arrived? Amazon Prime got him here in yeah. time. Yeah, like he's, he's finishing some chances. Yeah, maybe we, we should spend some time on that line. And we talked a lot about Lucas Reichel yesterday because um, he was great, had two goals, looked dominant. Um, but that line really has something going. Yes, that Kurish Evatanasi Reichel line is they're clicking. They're kind of you know they really seem to have a second sense for where each other are. So I think if we're going to place our bets on which line we're probably most confident will be the one on the first game of the season in Pittsburgh, I think for sure that's going to be the second line or whatever you want to label it, probably second. Yeah. Um, They look really good together. Yeah. I kind of think the only line that's in question really for opening night, barring injuries, is going to be the fourth line. Yeah. Because I think we pretty much know that, you know, um, it looks like Donato and uh, Hall will be with Bedard. We got this line. Seems like it. The the veteran checking line, Felino, Perry. Yep. Uh, and uh, Dickinson. 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 Thank you. And then uh, that leaves Tyler Johnson. Cole Gutman. Cole Gutman and, and somebody. Because Cole Gutman, I think, is making the team too. He's looked th- really good in camp. I think as I, Mark Lazarus kind of pointed it out today, you basically have your top twelve. 
it, whatever order you want to put it in. But I think the 12 forwards that are going to start game one are pretty much set in stone. And we've, se- we've seen those, those combinations. And, and it doesn't include guys like Boris Kachuk, Reese Johnson, Colin Blackwell, who hasn't been on the ice yet. Mackenzie Antwistle, like they're on the outside looking in. And, and as much as we talked about, you know, roster position battles and things like that, it really just feels like the way things are, are set up. We didn't say Reddish. Well, he's playing Taylor with, Reddish. He's yeah, playing no. With, he's playing with Gutman and Johnson. Gutman and, Ty- yeah. and Tyler yeah, Johnson. Those are your yeah. four lines. I, yep. I, think you, I think they have their four. Um, a barring injury. This is actual wood this time. I know. It'll work. That works. Um, I, think the, I think the 12 forwards are set. Like I, I, I don't think there's going to be much, it, yeah, much to change between now and October 10th. It's funny because you watch, and whistle and Kachuk, and that line is really like they're doing their damnedest to make the team. And whistles looked good. He has looked good. He's a guy that realizes. Yeah, he might uh, be doing well enough to be the 13th forward. I, right now, out of that group, I hope he's, so. He's the best out of that group. Yeah. Kachuk is kind of like, hey, there's Boris Kachuk. And then, you know, you have Reese Johnson, who looked good yesterday. I mean, he's doing what he does. Mm-hmm. Colin Blackwell hasn't has been on the ice, ice yet, yet. So yeah. it's not looking good for him. Well, and he ended the season injured. Right. I don't know if it was lower body uh, related or not. I think it might have been. I'm, I'm guessing it's carryover. I, it might that. be carryover, yeah. So, so if he's not healthy, that you put him on IR and see what yeah. happens. And that could be a waiver wire type thing. And, you know. I, I, yeah, I, I just I, – I think their top 12 forwards are set. And – I'm I'm not mad about it. Like I I like the top six, I think, and you have a legitimate bottom six as well. Like you have a third line that can do a little bit of everything, Gutman, Radish, and Tyler Johnson. Uh, you have a fourth line that's you know Perry, Felino, and and Dickinson. That's a good defensive checking line that those guys can all chip in offensively. I play against that line. So, yeah, no. and they can surprise you with a goal. And then you have a top six where you have Hall and Bedard together with Ryan Donato, who's pretty versatile. And then you have Kurashev with Reichel and Athanasiu, which we just said was cl- it's clicking well. Like, that's a very good offensive line with also Kurashev being able to play a little bit defensively in that role. Like, I don't know. It's far be it for me to, to be optimistic about this team. <laughs> that's not well, a, that's not, not a horrible I, top it's, twelve. It's four NHL lines. It's not a horrible it's like top twelve. I was listening to uh, Thirty Two Thoughts today, and they were just talking about how the Central's wide open, and and Elliot Friedman's like, "Well, Chicago will be last, and then you've got everyone in between." I'm like, ah, I don't know. Like, I think people are not really looking at this roster, and I know there's going to be a lot of growing pains, and we're going to hear from Luke in a little bit, and he was asked about like, "Hey, are you comfortable with three young defensemen?" He's like. I am because of the system. Yeah. When you have forwards who are willing to back check, it's okay if you've got defensemen making some mistakes. We'll be honest. Like, Kevin Korczynski had a real rough day today why, in camp. Why Kaiser yeah. threw a couple of pieces yeah. in the middle of the ice, mm-hmm. too, today. That So, those guys got knocked down a peg or two today, which sure. is good. You want your young guys to... to Get a little adversity before it really matters, yeah. and bounce back and have a better day tomorrow. But yeah, I mean they have the Blackhawks have four NHL lines. Yes, at no point last season could we say that you, you have Taylor Radish and four. Tyler Johnson on right. your fourth line. Right, you have right. at no point in eighty-two games last year could you say we have four lines of twelve NHL level players dressed tonight. No, you know not, the, a, not a single game. You know the last place where Tyler Johnson and Taylor Radish were on the fourth line, Tampa. 
Oh, Stanley yeah. Cup. Stanley like, Cup. Cut like, to Stanley But, but on, honestly, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying that they're on the level of Tampa, but that's you're in a position where you can have guys who were top line players last year at Tim times. Irish was top six, knocked, last knocked down. Yeah, which is a good thing. It's a good thing. Yes. No, no disrespect to those guys, but like when you get knocked down on the NHL lineup, that's a good thing for the team. I don't know. I, I'm just the, obviously the defense is a big question. The goaltending is yeah. uh, probably going to be very bad but, or or but sub sub like NHL today, par. I, again, I know it's a scrimmage. But Mrazek and Soderbloom looked awesome in the scrimmage. Like, there was a play, if you go to CHGO Blackhawks uh, Twitter, CHGO underscore Blackhawks, you'll see this beautiful play. There were two uh, that Connor Bedard made uh, setting up that that uh, that were just denied by Soderbloom. Like, they were both playing really well. And I think now, we talked about how last year was kind of weird for everybody. Everyone knew it didn't matter. Everyone knew it wasn't a big deal. You know what I mean? Like, I think now the goalies are like, all right, there's a competition here. There's a video here, Sarah, if, yeah, you, right if here. you want to pull it up. Sure. Um, of the save that... Uh, this is uh, credit to uh, CHGO underscore Blackhawks yeah. on the video. That's it. We got so, there. Yeah. So, Ryan Donato circles the puck into the left corner. Goes behind the net. And then... Uh, loses track of it here. Is this a I don't think that was the play. Oh, that was a different one. That was a different was good a different save play. by Sutter Bloom. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, we'll find it. Yeah, we'll find there it. Was, yeah, it was it was a nice backdoor feed Bedard cross-ice to Ryan Donato. Just kind of, kind of had to tap it in, and Sutter Bloom was able to read it and get his pad over and make the save. Yeah, I mean, as as far as looking good in the scrimmages and in camp, Sutter Bloom and Morazic haven't thrown up red flags, um, but it's – it's based off of just kind of the the track record here in Chicago. Morazic, subpar, injury prone. Soderblom, and it was was it yesterday? Was it yesterday or Monday? I can't remember. Or yesterday was Monday. I think it was yesterday, where Luke Richardson talked about Soderblom and the you know kind of being thrown into it last year into a bad situation and how. He said something like, oh, you know, we owe him some wins from, from last year, the way that they played in front of him. But when he was in Rockford, he was pretty solid. So there's not really the glowing track record of NHL experience from Soderblom. And you have Mrazek, who has not looked like his old self in a long time. So that's where the idea of, like, the goaltending is a huge question mark and potentially a huge detriment to this team. It could turn out to be just fine. If, if 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 they have NHL average goaltending this season, I, you know the, the the line for the team at over under for points is seventy one and a half. I'd hit the over on that with average NHL goaltending. I think that's fair, um, but yeah, the well, let's see how this team plays as a whole defensively. When yeah, we'll have a better feel after yeah. some preseason games uh, and stuff. You know, if you're going to be playing three young rookie defenseman at a time this year, which seems going to be likely for most of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure there'll be a couple of games where Zaitsev and, and uh, Tenorti will be in there together. But there will be a lot of mistakes still made on that ice. You know, even, hey, it's going to happen. Connor Bedard is going to make some bad defensive plays this year. He's going to have a turnover or something. Like, it's going to happen. Yeah, It happens to everybody. Um Yes, offensively, they, they are a much improved team. 
Uh, I want to see how that translates defensively. I don't know how good of a defensive player Taylor Hall is. I'll be honest with you. I, I haven't. I don't I mean, think I, it's I, I his think he, strong suit. So, you know, I know Nick Foligno's good defensively. I know Corey Perry is a good defensive player. So we'll see how it happens, you know. But but if you have – you're going to have nights like we saw with Kevin Korchinski and Wyatt Kaiser today, and those plays in actual NHL regular season games are going to be in the back of your net. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, you, you said the first shift, Korchinski coughed up the puck He, he tried to get a puck out of the zone and actually hit the referee – and came back in. Yeah. Then he had a play uh, behind the, or like near the goal line, and just lost it, and it led to a scoring chance. And well, like in yesterday's scrimmage, but Bedard had a turnover yeah. that yeah. led to a goal. And I'd I'd always just go back to something Derek King has always said: uh, is when you get these young players coming in, you got to get the junior out of them. And Kevin Korchinski and Wyatt Kaiser and Connor Bedard even are not immune to having to get the junior out of them. Right. Even though if Kevin Korczynski might go back to junior this year, you want to get the junior out of them. You want to get these guys up to that level of being a professional, being an NHL player. And there's going to be things that they could get away with, with you know their, their WHL teams or their college teams or whatever that they can't anymore in the NHL. And the quicker you figure that out in training camp, the better and the less like you, you are to have to learn a hard lesson giving up a a goal in a regular season game when yeah, it matters. I mean, give me, name the defenseman, Korchinski, Phillips, Kaiser, whoever, making a mistake over a very safe Jared Tenorti or Nikita Zaitsev. Like, Agreed. Yeah. What, I don't, I like, and I like, I like Tenorti. Yeah. I'm not, the, like, I think he's a great leader, good guy, like, obviously knows his role here and is happy with it, but like, I'll live with a mistake because you know who's going to make mistakes too? Nikita Zaitsev and, 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 and Jared Tenorti. Like there's, not, we're not talking about Chris Chelios and Duncan Keith here. Right. If there's room to grow and learn from those mistakes rather than it's just an NHL player that makes mistakes, I'd, I'd rather the young guy do it. Yeah, 100%. Well, let's, a bit of a curveball here because we sort of ended up here organically. And this is what Nick Foligno was actually talking about today. So, Sarah, can we cue up the uh, Nick Foligno interview? He actually starts – I got in a little bit late with the recording, so he'll sort of start the conversation talking about how last year – in Boston, people had sort of written the Bruins off as this uh, aging team whose window is closed. They went on to have a historic uh, regular season, then the fraudulentness Frauds, of their yeah. team they was exposed frauds, in the playoffs. Yeah. Was he talking about me? I think he was. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, so here's Nick Felino on uh, Truth Hurts. Maybe surprising some people and uh, a bunch of other stuff. Just great stuff from Nick Felino. I think we all remember everyone was kind of writing us off, right? With uh, we didn't know what this team was, and as the window closed, and then we go on a franchise or, or sorry, league punching thing. <laughs> um, but we go on a you know a, a NHL record pace. And, um, but I remember in Columbus too when we overcame Tampa that, that year. I mean, there was really not a lot expected. Our group was so tight, we believed in each other, and those are the things you draw on when you come into a room like this now, where you have those experiences. You know what works. You know how important relationships are and, and building that culture. And, you know, it's such a cliche word, too, that's thrown around all the time, right? Culture. And, you know, but when you feel like you've had those those life experiences, you know what a culture is and what a good culture is. And so I'm excited to, to try to help out in that regard. There's a lot of guys who have been in good cultures in this league. And, you know, I'm going to draw on their experiences as well. So we're all going to do this together. That's the exciting part is, is you know, there's, there's a really good committee of leaders in here and good guys and young guys that want to learn and want to get better. And, 
man, that's a that's a deadly combination. What's your favorite story from when you were younger, young player, where some veteran did veterans did something for you or a young team and showed you, like you just did with Kevin, right? Like yeah. What, what, what's a good story from, oh, from your past? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I was just lucky that like I I came in when I came in the Ottawa Senators, they had just had come off the uh, Stanley Cup Finals against Anaheim, so Corey was the Stanley Cup champion already. Um, but uh, I just remembered like I was a young kid by a, a lot, and back then the league was you know, 19, and then the next closest guy I think was 24, 25. So it was a big age gap, and um, you know, and just the way they made you feel, like they they really genuinely brought me into the group. They, you know, Daniel Alverson, who's the captain of the team, way big age difference between me. I think it was like almost close to 20 years or whatever it was. He was 35 at the time. Um, you know, and then kind of like Connor and I now, where he just he he related to you, you know, and they they make you feel like all right, they're just guys, and they get to know you a little bit. They make you understand too that the, the pro game and understanding what it is to be a pro, showing up every day. I remember Alfie, I had a really good game one game, and the next day at practice, I you know was riding high, so you're kind of lackadaisical and some things, and he snapped me right back into it. He said, hey, one good game doesn't make a career, and so you start to learn like okay, you got to do it over and over again, and, and talk about a guy as consistent as him in the league, and um, so those are the things you remember and appreciate that they you know when they're giving you this information it's not to pound their chest it's to it's to help you know and I think if you can take it that way it's it's amazing how much you can soak up as a young player and even as an older player and I talk about now I get to learn from young guys like what the way they come in and you know it's a lot different than when we came in so it's it's really cool how you just never stop learning and uh, I think that's what makes great teams what are your impressions of Luke so far about a week in camp yeah I mean I played with him so that was that's pretty funny (laughs) situation um i remember actually walking into the room when i was 19 and i saw luke and he looked at me and goes i gotta effing retire that's what he said um so it's cool that uh you know i get to work with him again because i respected him so much he was already like a coach that year and um so to see him now and and to see the opportunity that he's getting that he's deserved in the league is is really cool and i just think he's he's so detailed he cares a lot about the group and um, you know, he's a guy that I respect and I know that he's got our best interests at heart, you know, and I think that when you have a coach like that, you really, you want to play well for him. And I think it just makes your group come, come that much together. So uh, I'm looking forward to getting going with him. You mentioned learning from the young guys. Obviously it's really, really early here, but have you learned anything kind of in this early goings from Connor then? Oh yeah. I mean, I, I just like the, their, like Connor was extremely upset. He lost today, which I love. <laughs> Honestly, I was like looking at him, he's like kind of pouting over there and I, I just love that, you know, like, yeah, you know, everything matters, right? Especially in training camp. And so you already, you're already seeing kind of the, the competitive nature of some guys and, you know, how guys come into the room and how they act and carry themselves. And um, I've been really impressed with Reichel, you know, and, and just the way he is. I think he's got a ton of confidence and realizes he can, he can play in this league, you know, and I think the, the little taste he had last year has really springboarded him into to dominating this year. And uh, I'm excited for that. And you just keep trying to help those guys along. But, you know, it's, it's cool. Another kid is Kaiser. I mean, what a, what a great kid he's, he is and Vlasic. And I could probably go around the room. I've been really impressed with the, the attitudes and the, the professionalism of the young kids. And so it speaks volumes about even the group last year and, and helping those kids along through a tough year. They've, they've come in and, and just really gotten to work and realized the opportunity probably in, in front of them and, uh, and want to make the most of it. So hopefully we can help them along. Oh, I love that man. I hope we get 82 games of Nick Foligno. Yes, that would be great. He's uh, he, he's he's already uh, a favorite to talk to. It's just he's got he's so insightful. Yeah. 
about everything. And look, I he last time he spoke, he sort of started with the same thing about the Hawks of like, hey, you know, we might surprise some people. It seems a little better than we think. And I think a guy like that wouldn't just say that to make everybody like be rah-rah. There's other ways to do that. Mm-hmm. He's got other tools in his toolbox to do that. But this is the second time out of two that he's like spoken to the assembled media where he's kind of said like this might be better than people are giving credit for so we'll see and i loved his little anecdote about bedard being pissed at the team lost yeah that his scrimmage team lost today doesn't surprise me be competitive yeah. like get get that juice going now and i think that's uh, it's part of bedard like it just seems like that's he wants uh, at at prospect camp which was all off ice he brought his skates and wanted to skate like he wants to get out there and play hockey be competitive uh, you love seeing that yeah. yeah it's good stuff uh you know what else is good stuff all of the wonderful products you can get from our friends at sunnyside your home for judgment-free mm-hmm. cannabis shopping a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore discover and purchase a wide array of high quality products. Sunnyside has everything you need to elevate your football season and survive it. No matter where you are on your cannabis journey, they offer easy online ordering and in-store pickup, and they've got a great transparent loyalty program called Sunnyside Rewards. They've got a great house of brands. You've heard of Remedy, Wonder, Floracal, High Supply, Cresco, The Good News, and The Mindy's. The Good News is my favorite brand. Those counting sheep gummies. I needed one last night. My brain was going a million miles an hour. My body was not. Oh, man. Took half one of those and slept through the night. Absolutely wonderful stuff. Love it. Uh, love the uh, Mindy's edibles, too. It's like taking a warm bath. Great stuff. Mm. Now through October 15th, head to sunnyside.shop and use code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your total order. One use per customer, not stackable with other promotions, but it's not only for new customers. Anyone can use that code. Pick up everything you need to elevate your football season. Must be 21 plus or an Illinois MedCard holder. Speaking of surviving the football season, Goose Island Beer. Ah, yes. They are the proud beer sponsor of us here at CHGO, and they have been Chicago's beer since 1988. And they have a full year-round roster that is going to make you happy or at least tolerant of the football and hockey seasons coming up. Uh, You got the Full Pocket Pills, the everyday beers, what the Goose Island beer brewers are drinking. You have the family of Beer Hug Imperial IPAs, and you of course, have the golden cans of 312, the wheat ale, the staple of their year-round roster. And it is Oktoberfest season still as we get into the late days of September. Uh, so be sure to grab a Goose Island Oktoberfest to ring in the fall year. Better than anything pumpkin spice flavored out there on the shelves. Grab all of these ultra-fresh brewery-exclusive beers at any at e- either of Chicago land of the Goose Island Chicago land locations you have the Goose Island original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park or you can go to their tap room on Fulton Street in West Town that is the Goose Island Beer Company Chicago's beer um, there's the honkers all right there we go um so did we find are you did you get the video Sarah the Bedard pass I sent you that tweet. We can we can watch this again because it is worth seeing. And it, you know, we, Bedard didn't score a goal today, um, but still had Bum. several. Oh my God! Wow moments, and this is just one of them here. This is him setting up Brian Donato for a scoring chance. Play by play. Comes right here. <laughs> 
Soderbloom makes a great save. You can stop it there, Sarah. Um, just a great save from Soderbloom going post to post, but just an example of what we saw since day one, and Tyler Johnson has learned, like, always be, be ready, ready for the puck. Yeah. Always. Because he will get it to you. He'll find a way. Yeah, it was just kind of like a half-touch half hesitation from uh, – Donato on that puck and gave enough time for Soderblom to get over and make the save. But yeah, I mean that's when, much like when Patrick Kane was 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 here, he can get you the puck in places that most others can't. Bedard has that that skill level too, to be able to get you the puck quickly and get it to where most other guys can't fit it through. So if you're on the ice with him, keep you know be prepared. Yeah, we definitely saw more of the vision and playmaking ability of Bedard today. Yesterday, we, it was, you know, everybody was focused on his goal scoring. Yeah. Today, he's like, hey, I could, I can have just as many assists as goals this year, if not more. We saw a little bit of that today. I think the play that impressed me the most, that play was great. There were a couple other, uh, there was a play where he literally skated through Nolan Allen. Yeah. And kept going. Now, granted, if that was in an actual game against yeah. an NHL <laughs> defender, he would have been put on his ass. Oh, and if, if it was Nolan Allen versus Kirill Kiprasov, it would have been right. a different Exactly. Result. So, <laughs> but it was good to see. But the play Kiprasov. that. Kiprasov. Kiprasov uh, is the Flames goalie. My bad. Kiprasov was he, the goalie. He'd, he'd skate around him, too. Yeah, it's preseason for all of us. Uh, um, Did you was, say Kirill Kiprasov? Yeah. Oh. I mixed him up. That's quite, that's, quite, that's quite the blend. I'm sure that's an actual prospect in, like, the New York <laughs> Islanders <laughs> system. Um, but there was a play where, like, Bedard got the puck in the defensive zone, like, at the dot. And just out of the corner of his eye, he saw Taylor Hall breaking. And he flipped the puck out of the zone. And it was in the air for, like, ever. And it landed perfectly yep. right where Taylor Hall was skating. And it was right on his stick at the blue line. It was like yeah. – and he got into the zone. Uh, and then Soderblom made the save on that. But it was like – just um, like he just flick of the wrist and knew exactly where Hall was going to be, yeah. and mm-hmm. the puck got there at the same time. That to me was the most impressive play he like, made today. And a bunch of people have pointed out too, like how he, despite his lack of size, air quotes, um, he knows how to spin off a checker. And your example of Noah Allen was pretty good too, where he, um, you know, used his body to get around him and just did not take the hit. You've seen him a lot where people will come to hit him and he'll just sort of spin off the check and leave the guy kind of lunging or with a half contact. He does that all the time. And then today, Scott Powers pointed it out where he he will almost pass to himself mm-hmm. in a way, right? Like he'll get the puck out up in front of him a little bit, maybe pass the defender so he can just skate past the defender yeah. and go get the puck. Because then if he pokes the puck past the defender and the defender takes him out, that's interference. Right. Right? So mm-hmm. – like he's got not to use the toolbox analogy twice in one show but really he's got Bedard has a tool for every situation and he's thinking it's what we said before preseason started like these really elite hockey players have it up here where they can see the possible outcomes before they occur yeah and it it's it's very obvious from watching Bedard and junior and at the world juniors and now from what we've seen in limited time here that he's got three, four scenarios in his head at a time, and he's always taking a look, always sort of scanning, and there's never a play that's really over when he's got the puck. Well, it goes back to what Richardson said about Dart earlier in camp, where he compared him in that aspect of, you know, being able to kind of bounce off contact and not not really, you you can get hit without taking the hit, you know, taking the brunt of it. Compared him to how you know Sidney Crosby is, is able to do that, yep. and how Crosby is is 
similar in size to to Bedard. Um, and Bedard's kind of built the same way where, you know, the lower half of his body is, is strong and, you know, wide and some may say firm. Um, some may. But that he's able to use that to his advantage to kind of like not necessarily like to be wide and to one protect the puck but also protect himself in those situations where you know contact is being initiated on him he's, he's able to kind of take some of it but not all of it and keep the play moving so yeah it's it's a it's a it's a, a balance and a body awareness factor to to these at these these high level athletes that not everyone has and um yeah i, I think that's gonna benefit him as his career goes on that you know he's he's one he's not someone who puts himself into a space to get hit like that but if he does get contact he can kind of you know get away from it a little bit so it's impressive uh why don't we hear from luke richardson uh this started with your question uh questions in there but if you want to paraphrase it for those that uh well it was it was an observation that we all kind of made during the the scrimmage um that the the defense today was very active uh getting into the zone getting in on uh on rushes um but very few times did that cause any kind of odd man rush the other way when when the puck would would eventually go back the other direction and uh ended up asking luke you know was that just kind of how the game was flowing that guys were you know taking a couple more chances or was it more of a schematic thing that you wanted them to do that it looked like there was a lot of defensemen joining the rush today was that just based off the flow of the game or is that more of a directive for you uh both you know we we tell the uh, d to move the puck move their feet quickly and join the rush and whether that be you know a forward stuck down low uh they should be joining that top three or moving the puck quick which what we want them to do to the forwards if the forwards work early and hard to be open um, and then join as a second wave so if the other team you know kind of nullifies that three on two rush well then we have our fourth guy hopefully beating their guys up the ice and being in that second wave and not right behind the d so because when you turn up or, or slow down if you're right behind them you're going to be basically bumping into them they need to have a little separation know to jump in at the right time so working on that is is a real positive i think most of the league does that now it's just who does it better is going to be important in the games and and we want to make sure that if we have good skating d we want them to be joining that rush and uh, be in that extra attacker and i think it's it is our game plan and so it's not uh, by accident that you see that out there but it, you know i think it did get a little sloppy in the second half i think you know chasing the the score a bit and uh, you saw a lot of the red d maybe joining a little more are you a little concerned about the youth of your defense once you hit the regular season? I mean, not, there's like 14 goals. I mean, I won't empty that. Or, I mean, it's just scrimmages, right? Yeah. But, like, how do you, how are concerned are you going into the regular uh, season? Not really. I think, uh, you know, the, especially the first session over on this side, uh, you know, you have – uh, you know Connor Taylor and and Ryan on that line they were they were back checking hard uh, you know just to kind of point them out because they're more offensive so if you can have all your players especially or even your offensive guys that maybe sometimes lean more offensively track back hard defensively that's going to help any defense you know what I mean and especially if you have a younger defense it's going to make them feel confident to stay keep their gap up a little bit more and all that uh, does is turn uh, you know, turn pucks over and create more offense, and we're connected a little bit better in all three zones. So that's going to be a big help of our, our structure of our team. If we do have some young guys in the back end, it's going to help them. 
with the Ford lines and the deep pairings, are you still is there an experiment to it that you're still trying to figure out to see if something's click, or do you have specific things in mind with each combo that's on the ice now? Nah, yeah, I think it's just kind of the first step of, uh, of you know, experimenting and seeing, and then once we get into games, we'll probably, you know, try and let let them graduate from a bigger scrimmage to a smaller scrimmage like today to a first game, and then from there, you know, we'll, we'll you know, we got to work the numbers on so many vets got to play games and, and what makes sense uh, for them to play, but I think we will probably change a little bit and have different looks, and even during a game. Like uh, might might not be that we're unhappy with somebody that we change around. It might be by design that we want to have another look halfway through a game, uh, depending on the other team's lineup. We want to make sure that you know if there if there's a strong NHL line on the other team, maybe we'll put two or three guys together and uh, let's see how they do against that line. That's Luke Richardson uh, today after practice and. I think one of the big things to watch in the preseason games as they start to approach here, first one is Thursday, and yes, we'll have a post-game show, um, is how active the D is. And I think he didn't really directly answer the question whether or not that was by design today or if it's just what they're – if that's just the system. But it almost felt like, especially early, they, the D was going out of its way to activate. And yeah. I saw uh, our buddy Tab wrote that – Colton Dock sort of bailed Seth Jones out after Seth Jones got caught pinching. I disagree with Tab because I think what Colton Dock was doing was playing the system. He saw that Jones was going in and taking a scoring chance and knew immediately to retreat back to that right point. The puck ended up going the other way for whatever reason, and Colton Dock was back there in a defensive position, obviously not going to defend to the quality that Seth Jones can, but he was in the proper position and and prevented a quality scoring chance. So that's something to really keep an eye on in terms of X's and O's as you watch these games is when you see the defense go in, how often does it happen and, and who is back to defend that play? Because that's he, Luke has talked about that repeatedly since uh, training camp opened. Yeah. I, I remember seeing that, that same thing too. And, and when we were, I saw that play happen, we talked with the three of us and I, and I remember saying to you guys, like most of the league does this where, defensemen can go into the offensive zone play below the net and it's not a problem because they have this they have the system to set up where forwards and defense they can interchange positions and as long as you're sound positionally you're usually not going to be caught you know with your pants down going the other other direction on an odd man chance so when Seth Jones carries the puck into the zone and fires off a shot from you know from the circles and it goes wide and goes around the boards and he goes and his momentum carries him around the back of the net Colton Dock's already at the blue line saying well Seth's down there I need to get I need to get back and take his spot so that when that puck comes around Wyatt Kaiser's not on an island on a two-on-one Kaiser and and Dock are back and it's a two-on-two and then Seth Jones can eventually get back into the play and take his spot the Blackhawks didn't have the personnel defensively last season to do anything like that you had Tenorti playing regularly you had Murphy uh in there who's a more of a defensive McCabe. guy you had Jake McCabe in there who's a defensive guy um so now especially on the left side you have guys that are a little bit more mobile with Korchinski and Kaiser uh you still have Seth Jones who who his game is more offensively uh focused than not now those guys can go in there knowing that they have a defensive partner that's a little bit more on the defensive side of things and 
it's this it's not this is now the second season of this system under Luke Richardson where the forwards have to know where where the defensemen are going to be positionally sound so that it's not four guys below the circles and then the puck goes back the other way and it's three on one or, or whatever. Bad, that's a bad pinch. You hear the term a lot. Oh, it was a bad pinch. Let's, it's a bad pinch because the forward wasn't paying attention yeah. to cover that spot. As long well, as yeah. it, or, you know, it wasn't a there are other situations. It's not just blaming on the four. There are situations. Somet- yeah, where sometimes like, there's in The three guys were already below the goal line, and you went in, and yeah. But if your forwards are, if you're communicating with each other, and your forwards are paying attention and know the system, you're not going to have a lot of bad pinches because they're going to say, okay, here's Korchinski. He's got the puck. He's just going to keep going. So I know to either stop at the blue line or. F- funnel my way up right to take that position and that's that's coaching and i don't have many worries on this coaching staff getting their message across and getting guys into the right spots so it's it's the communication we talked a lot about that on yesterday's show that's right and luke richardson talked a lot about you know telling guys where to be on the ice being coaches on the ice it's going to help this team, especially with the young players. Mm-hmm. Are guys going to get caught out of position? Sure, it happens. Guys, for whatever reason, get you know caught up in a, in a play, don't pay attention, whatever. But I think we're going to see a lot more of that this year of the defensemen being active. And that's all the best teams have that. Like That's part of the yeah. game now. It's yeah. not one guy and then five, you know, Jake McCabe's out well, there. Well, right. and like, look, think of like the Avalanche with Kale McCarr. Like, how how free flowing he seems on offense. It's because, well, they know McCarr is going to be able to go into the zone and be be an offensive threat. So he's going to do that. So they then shift their shift their their positioning around. Where with McCarr going in, forward comes back. Like it's I'm sure those it's guys. a simple. It sounds really simple, but it's. Sometimes the simplicity is is the way to go. We saw it last year. Luke Richardson ran a very simple system, and the Blackhawks were able to stick to it. And when you're structurally sound, sometimes just your effort keeps you in games. And that's what we saw last year. It was a very effort simple, execution. simple, structurally sound team that gives 110%. You're going to be in games. I think we'll see. I mean, you mentioned McCarr. I'm sure those avalanche forwards know when McCarr is on the ice and he has the puck. Just be ready to move. Mm-hmm. He's not going to just stand there and dish it out from the point. So be ready to move. Be more aware. Your point to last year's team having a lot more, I don't want to say immobile defense, but, but not a lot of guys. Stay-at-home guys. Yeah, not a, not a lot of guys who are aggressive and jumping in the rush. Yeah. So I think forwards probably got a little lax. And then when the, when those, when like a guy like Jake McCabe did make that rare jump in the offensive zone, they're probably going – what crap, what are you doing down here? Yeah. I better get oh, God. There. What's McCabe well, doing now, here? Now, if you have that where every yeah. pair has a guy that's going to do that, those forwards are going to be more aware out there. Mm-hmm. And you have to know who has the puck and what they like to do. If the defenseman mm-hmm. that has the puck likes to just dump it in and you guys do the forecheck, get ready to forecheck. If you've got the defenseman that has the puck that likes to carry it in and go below the dots himself, be ready to fill in defensively. So I think now that if you have more guys that like that, the forwards are going to be more aware of it and situationally aware of who has the puck. And again, that's all about paying attention and the communication on the mm-hmm. ice. 
Well, and that's that's it. I mean, it, now as as we've done these shows for the last week and a half, there's been a lot of things we've re- kind of said over and over again, right? It's the it's the communication on the ice. It's the being vocal mm-hmm. from defensemen and forwards communicating to each other, not just like communication is like a buzzword, but literally communicating. You know, I'm going, stay back. You know, back check, wheel, whatever it might be. Shouting so your teammates know what your intentions are and what they need to do, even if their back is turned to you. If you hear Seth Jones indicate he's going to go or stay, whatever it might be, everyone's going to know where to be. Yeah. And it's all coaching. It's all system. And uh, I know tomorrow Luke said they're going to work on power play special teams before the preseason game on Thursday. But uh, I, I just I, you're seeing already – I think just that one play in general we talked about where Jones pinches and Colton Doc is like, oh, got to get back. And there was no hesitation. It looked like it looked like a designed play. Mm-hmm. You know, these guys know and understand the system because I think the coaching staff does a really good job of relaying it. And it's just, I don't know, I, I just, I'm just feeling very optimistic heading into the preseason, excited to see, look, there's going to be some disastrous games this year. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Right. They're going to lose I, more than they win. Of course. And I'm, I'm not here to sell playoffs or anything like that but i think just you're going to be able to see in two three years when all this comes together you should be able to envision what this team's going to look like when it's clicking on all cylinders Mm -hmm. and it's exciting like it's an this is an exciting time to be a hawks fan yep for sure hop on the ride as Uh, the kids say i just wanted to answer a couple questions from the chat real quick uh ready edgemont earlier asked how many official preseason games do we think about bedard playing all six half just one or two it won't be all six if i had to guess it'll be the home games um i yeah maybe that finale in probably st louis so three yeah because the last one will usually be the set roster yeah Yeah, so i I would say the first two home games and then that last game in st louis yeah uh definitely not all six um and then one other question i believe it was uh l pete 20 uh is there a limit of on number of players dressed for preseason where they do five lines or just it's it's the same as the regular season yeah there's no extra players uh so it will be 18 skaters two goalies yeah exactly all right uh you are gonna hear because i think maybe our 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 very own pudwag maybe made some news today you're gonna hear from him next but first we want to tell you about a great way to consume your live sports that's with fubo tv Com. Go to FuboTV.com slash CHGO for 140 plus live channels of sports, shows, movies, and news. You can stream live TV from any device, watch the most Chicago sports for the lowest price, and start watching immediately with a free trial. Go to FuboTV.com slash CHGO to sign up. There's no contract. There's no cable. There's no hassle. Just sign up and start watching. You get 1,000 hours of cloud DVR included at no extra charge. You can watch your local teams while traveling. And my favorite feature at Fubo is that split screen. So if you want to keep an eye on one particular, maybe a Bears game, and want to watch Red Zone on the other screen, you can do that too. You get up early, you want to watch F1, and you want to watch some Premier League soccer, you can do that too. 
yeah. tons of options with Fubo TV. You've got college football, the Big Ten, NFL Network, Red Zone, the Euro qualifiers, the Ryder Cup, tons of great stuff coming up, including all your favorite college football and NFL. Go to FuboTV.com slash CHGO to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Again, FuboTV.com slash CHGO. Hey, and if you want to add some excitement to all your NFL watching while on your Fubo TV, you want to check out our pals, our friends over at Splash Sports. Splash. Because CHGO has weekly pick X and NFL survivor contests for everyone to participate in for real money. You want to know how to enter? It's easy. Head to splashsports.com slash CHGO and sign up. Deposit cash to get started, and then it's just 10 bucks to enter either one of our contests. The Chicago Weekly NFL CHGO Weekly NFL Pick X Contest and the CHGO Survivor Contest. The more who enter, obviously, the more money there is to win. We'll be running weekly contests all year, so be sure to keep up, keep that link handy. Once again, that's splashsports.com slash CHGO. You want to run your own contest? Are you tired of being the commission in your league, chasing people down with none of the award? You can sign up to be a commissioner right through our, the, our link and earn money for the contest you're already running with family and friends. So head to splashsports.com slash CHGO to join in. We'll have different contests coming out, so we're stoked to compete with and against you all. Be sure to click on that link in the podcast description. Splash Sports. Splash. All right. You had a chat with uh, number 94 today? I did. And uh, yeah. potentially broke a little bit of news here unintentionally. <laughs> yeah. I been doing some some fun things uh with uh with some of the players who've been paying attention to our social media channels you've seen some of them just trying to do some offbeat questions and one of them is very standard what's this backstory of your number did you pick it did they give it to you blah 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 a story you've heard a thousand times with hockey players right well i asked Corey perry i said hey you know you've you've had 94 before is there any you know story behind keeping it here in chicago and uh this is what Mr. Perry had to say. Um, well, I wore it in junior, okay. and uh, and then you know, obviously ten can't can't wear ten here. So uh, um, didn't want to didn't want to try and uh, I get sharpie at dinner. Or I didn't even ask it. <laughs> I was told no right away. Oh, okay. like, I didn't even ask actually. They just said you can't wear ten. Okay. What number do you want? So um, you know, after that, I I just said ninety four right away. I, was like, <laughs> I wore ninety four in Montreal, and uh, you know, that, that's, it's, nice. it's something that uh, I can I can keep wearing. They told me you can't wear 10. What number do you want? It's interesting. Interesting. Coming from a team where numbers and number retirements and all that discourse has been uh, bountiful leading into the preseason. Very interesting that Corey Perry was told you cannot wear number 10. What other number do you want? I mean, official. They are going to retire it for Jeff Lemmer. Uh, sure. <laughs> you said retire for Larmer. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's right. Not it's done. <laughs> um, I, I'm sorry. I, if it's maybe, not retired, maybe I'm, maybe I'm unpopular here, but number 10 is not retirement worthy. It's not. I agree it's with not. you. It's not. I agree with you. It's not. I'm sorry. It's, look, if you start retiring every number of every Hawk that won Stanley Cups here in the 2010s, you're going to have very few numbers left. You take you take seven of them off the board. 
because seven guys were here for all three. That's too many. Uh, and look, I also believe the more you retire, the less value retirement has. That should be reserved for the elite elite. And I do believe Chelio slash Seabrook deserves it. Keith deserves it. Kane and Taves deserve it. I was, a, look, no one loves Marion Hosa like I do. I was a little surprised when they retired his number. It opened the door. It opened the door for a lot of people. It, it, it opened the door. Look, a number of great Blackhawks have worn number 10. Maybe it will be some sort of, like we're expecting with Seabrook and Chelios in number seven, maybe it'll be a joint honoring of guys like Patrick Sharp, Tony Monty, Dennis Hall, like maybe it goes that way. Reg Kerr. Um, I, I just, I just don't know if if having a bunch of good ones makes right. I, I mean, you would hope in your long hundred year history that every number would have been worn by a, a bunch of really good players. Yes, if twenty seven and twenty eight are being worn by current Blackhawks or Blackhawks prospects, ten should absolutely be available. I wonder if it was. Uh, if they're thinking like yeah, you're only going to be here for a year, maybe we like save that. And if, yeah. if Oliver Moore comes and says, "I want to wear number ten, we'll give it to him." Sure, or Frank Nazar, sure, one of those guys. Maybe they're saving that for that makes one sense. Of the young kids, where they're just like, "Eh, let's not do that." Or or maybe they would just. I don't. I kind. I don't care about that stuff, really. I mean, there are some numbers where like 28 is and 27 are numbers that should be retired first before 10. Yes. Mm-hmm. But if I would have loved to seen the reaction of Blackhawk fans on social media if Corey Perry came out wearing number ten. Oh, people be. I would have loved it. every second of it. Yeah, yeah. But sure. we didn't get that. So um, interesting, very interesting. Yeah, I mean, my it could just be a sorry. It could just be also like, let's give it a few years before we let somebody wear it. Sure. Yeah. 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 We're, if we're gonna give it to somebody, we're gonna give it to a cornerstone prospect. Right. A guy that that's going to be here for a long time. That could be as well. We're, yeah. We're not going to tie Jones it like they did to 27. Yeah. Jerks. Yeah. Boy, they pooed that one up. Oof. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I think if it's, if it's, if it's not, if it's like that, where it's just like, ah, we're just let, let let's let that number be something, something special for a, a different player. Yeah. That's one thing. But if it's, if it's something more than that, I think it, it makes a very interesting conversation for guys like Sharp, like Jalmerson, like Crawford, like I don't know. I do. Re- I if, retire if, four before ten. If you open up, uh, I retire fifty before ten. That that's yeah, fifty before ten for sure. Because no one else is ever going to wear number fifty. Yeah. No, it'd, be, it'd probably be a goalie if anybody. Right. And but you're, you're not, not gonna. To yeah, you're not gonna be. You would shouldn't be able to do you're, that. You're not gonna give Mitchell Weeks number fifty when he makes his NHL debut. Nah. Coming a, soon to an August 2024 podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we have actual <laughs> hockey and stuff to talk yeah. about now. But uh, yeah, let's say maybe they maybe they want to keep number ten instead of retiring numbers. You know, I know like. I know in soccer, like certain numbers are meant for certain sure, things. Yeah. So maybe they want to be like, "That's going to be a number we're going to reserve." That for, would be, that for, would be fun yeah. if they did that. We're like, we're going to reserve ten for somebody who's going to be here for more than one season, who's going yes. to be a, who's going to be a contri- like. So any one of these top prospect comes in, you know, Gavin Hayes is wearing seventy-eight. Maybe he wants to be number ten when he gets there. Get, save it for him, mm-hmm. or or Frank Nazar is Nazar Nazar twenty-two. Okay. Which I think he 
wants to keep, but we'll see. Yeah, I, well, so, I mean, you can't disrespect Nikita Zaitsev. Christian Rutu. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan Tutu. Jordan Tutu. Yeah. The list goes on and on. Yeah, I, I think it'd be fun if they had numbers mean something. Yeah. Like, 27 is given to one of your skill players that's, yeah. you know, fun to, to root for. 28 is given to a guy who's, you know, kind of red-assy on, on, on the ice. Number four is your best defenseman or whatever. Yeah. Like, I, I would be, that would be fun if they yeah. did shit like that. That'd Stuff cool. like that. Sorry, jeez. Come on, Mario. It's the afternoon on a, on a Tuesday. Jeez. Region Riff says, I don't uh, think anybody mistook us for Coco Melon. You're ah. <laughs> Region Riff says, Surprise, Jay, you didn't think hosts should get retired or that it surprised you. I, I, didn't, I don't think it shouldn't be. All I know is when they retired that number, my eyebrows went up saying, Okay, this opens the door for a lot of people. Yeah. That, that's it. I, I'm not saying he's unworthy of it. But I just, I was, I will say this too. I was a little surprised he was the first. I thought they could have maybe waited until Keith or Kane and Taves get theirs and then Hosa. Maybe it doesn't matter. They were all still playing though. Yes. Yeah. So fine, whatever. But I I just, the the whole thing with me was, okay, if they're retiring Hosa, then a bunch of different people have arguments. Yeah. And that's why they reportedly came up with that new system for determining Jersey retirement Guidelines. Worthiness. Yeah. Guidelines. Helps us program that show next August. Yep. All right. We're going to wrap things up. But first, got to tell you about our friends at FOCO. Yeah, FOCO. They're the best. Uh, they will get you fitted out with the best sports gear around, getting you ready for hockey season, football season, continuing your love of baseball season. Uh, whatever you want with your favorite team or player uh, sports merchandise on it. FOCO can get it to you. They got Aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags, bobbleheads, signs, everything under the sun. You see some of our set decorations uh, here around the Studio A and Studio B sets uh, on your channels have been uh, given to us from our friends at FOCO. They're awesome. We love them. Check them out for yourself. Get yourself uh, a bunch of sports merch, spurch, to uh, decorate your home office or your basement or your bathroom or wherever you want to uh, decorate in your FOCO gear. Uh, you can go to FOCO.com. That's F-O-C-O.com. Or you can click the link in the description below and use the code CHGO at checkout. When you do, you're going to get 10% off of your uh, items that are not pre-sale. Uh, so make sure you do that. FOCO.com, promo code CHGO. <clears throat> Excuse me. When I left this morning, I didn't think I was going to need a pair of sunglasses. But for the ride home, I definitely am. And I have my Shady Rays in the car waiting for me to help me take on the sun with gear built to last. Shady Rays is our favorite independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've ever worn. Their durable frames and extremely clear optics are perfect for all your outdoor adventures and that's not all shady rays offers the most insane protection on all of eyewear every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements if you lose or break your pair even on the very first day they told us they're going to send you a brand new pair no questions asked so you can wear your shady rays with confidence because they have your back long after you make your purchase and together with their customers shady rays is providing much needed support to nonprofit partners across the united states through shady rays impact from building play sets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with 
with MS, the outdoor adventure of a lifetime. Shady Rays is making an impact in your community and others like it now and for years to come. If you don't love your Shady Rays, but I trust me, you're going you to. Will. You're not you can always white. exchange them for a new pair. Maybe you just didn't like the color and you rather want to have black ones. Fine. They'll exchange a pair for free, or you can return them within 30 days for no charge. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. And exclusively for our lovely CHGO listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com, use the promo code CHGO at checkout, and you're going to get 55% off all orders of two or more Polaroid sunglasses. That's buy one, get one if I do the math, right? I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, that math checks out. It does. Try for yourself. The Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 pe- people, and including the three of us right here. That's mm-hmm. right. All right, programming notes. Here we go. Listen up. Get your pencils and scorecards ready. Attention. We are off Attention. tomorrow. Tomorrow's a day off for us. One or two of us might head over to practice just to check it out, but there's no show tomorrow. Thursday, we are back for our first post-game of the season. Let's effing go. We have made it. Holy cow, Hawks and Blues play at 7.30. The game will be broadcast on NBC Sports Chicago. Friday and Saturday is up in the air. We thought that the game on Saturday was not being broadcast. The Minnesota Wild have confirmed to us that it's being broadcast in Minnesota, which would mean it should be on ESPN+. Plus. Yep. We are trying to get that spot confirmed to get a producer for that night so we can do a post game on Saturday. If that's the case... We'll be off Friday. If we cannot find a producer for Saturday, we'll be on Friday. So stay tuned. We'll keep you updated. Sarah, what are you doing Saturday? <laughs> well, I was just thinking that I was. Uh, I'm. Off, I'm. I'm not off Saturday. I'm. I'm busy Saturday. I can't do Saturdays. Whatever. Well, I can only. I can only work so Monday through air, Friday and your, Sundays. Your, your hate email to Sarah at, at allchgo.com. <laughs> no feed pics. All right. Uh, but either way, we're off tomorrow. We'll back Thursday for post game. We hope you're. We hope you're here with us for the first mm-hmm. official, unofficial Connor Bedard on the ice at the United Center, playing against NHL players and looking to embarrass them. We have some. Uh, we have some things I think we'll we'll test run Thursday night for our post game show. Some new things to keep things fresh 100%. on our post game show. So it'll, it'll be fun. No tank spins this year. Not even in the preseason. No, no, we have, no tank we have retired. Spins. Yeah, even after Steven built the machine that they win every time. The Bears can. Yeah, we don't even need it. The Bears can. Steven yeah, finished that in August. We needed it earlier. All right, we have to go. Bill Wennington is here and he's threatening us. Will Purdue. Will Purdue. Wrong, gi- wrong, wrong giant tall bull. <laughs> Will Purdue is here. And it's Luke Harley. Uh, so there'll be a Bulls are coming on right now. So stick around and uh, stay tuned for CHGO Bulls coming up next on the CHGO Network. CHGO Sports. I've never done that you know before. know where you work? I don't know. Sarah, hit the music. <laughs>